Hello, I'm Gavin Horgan, Headmaster of Millfield School in Somerset, the largest co-educational boarding school in the UK. Welcome to the Millfield Way podcast. Here, you'll hear from teachers, coaches and students from Millfield and Millfield Prep School. Millfield is traditionally different, and this is the Millfield Way. Hello and welcome to our Escape to the Country webinar. My name is Fiona Gordon and I'm delighted to be joined by Mrs Hazel, Deputy Head Pastoral, Miss Parsons, Head of Outdoor Pursuits, and three of our current parents who have kindly given up their time this evening to tell us about their experiences. You will hear from our panel a bit later on. So for those parents that are looking to escape the city and move to the country, there really is no better place to be than the county of Somerset. We have excellent quality of life, a wonderful environment, low pollution, and according to the Home Office figures, it is one of the safest regions to live in England. So there really is no better place to send your children to school. So without further ado, I would like to invite Miss Parsons to join me and tell us a little bit about outdoor pursuits. Hello, good evening. I'm Miss Parsons, the Head of Outdoor Pursuits, and I've been at Millfield Prep School for a couple of years now. Before then, I was also living in Somerset, so um, I understand the beauty and attraction of moving to this area. We're really lucky at the Prep School to have acres of um, site that we can access, both for lessons and for lots of activities. Um, we're extremely lucky there are three separate forest school sites so we can have multiple groups out at one time uh, through all of our age ranges. Uh, for me my favourite activity of the week is to take children down to the Dorset coast and go sailing on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, also on site though we can offer archery, we've got our own climbing wall, we've got a rifle range so there really are loads of opportunities for the children to be out and enjoying nature and getting that connection uh, with the countryside around them. There's also an environmental part to that where we are a green flag school. Uh, so we have our own beehive, we have some uh, gardening and the children are given every opportunity to again, be out in the nature and be understanding what is in their environment around them. We also make use of local facilities so we can go to lots of lovely nature reserves nearby. Uh, we're not that far from the beach so boarders can enjoy trips at the weekends. Um, and when we're able to, we enjoy running camps for our older children to explore and try all sorts of different adventurous activities. Um, we are also able to uh, offer lots of just great playtime as well. We've got a brilliant treehouse for our juniors. Um, so throughout having lessons outside and all these extra uh, opportunities, we try and give all the children as much chance as possible to enjoy being outdoors. That's fantastic, Miss Parsons. What a great opportunity for the children, especially in a COVID world. So you mentioned different areas for Forest School. Um, how often do the children go to Forest School and do all the pupils across the pre-prep and prep have the opportunity to, to go to Forest School? So for the younger children in pre-prep, it's part of their um, curriculum time. So they go out um, into the woods on a Friday morning, as well as any other time that it fits with their lessons. Then there are clubs for every other year group throughout the week. And our multi-activity programme on a Wednesday afternoon and Saturday afternoon gives an extra opportunity as well for those who want to spend more time out in the woods with us. Fantastic. And you have been known to wear a beekeeper outfit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the opportunities to learn more about beekeeping? 
Yep, so a fairly new venture for us is our, our beehive that we've got on site here. So a few members of staff underwent a training course um, and we are now sharing our newfound knowledge with the children. Um, they're helping us to extract the honey. We can sell that um, at our May Fair uh, and they're fully involved in the process and learning all about that. And also I believe we do things like archery and clay shooting. Whereabouts around the campus do we do that? Do we do that at the prep school? Yeah, so on site here at the prep school, we've got an outdoor archery range and we can also do some indoors in um, some of our sports halls. Um, for our clay shooting, we take the children just onto the Mendips, beautiful place near us, um, where they can then um, have a range of different disciplines of shooting as well. Fantastic. And I know we have some beautiful nature reserves round about. Do the boys and girls at board and the day pupils have the opportunity to go to some of the nature reserves? Again, yes, it's part of our Wednesday um, activity programme where children can be part of a group that will go and, and engage in some conservation work in a local reserve. Um, we're really lucky that we're in a place where we can see the starling murmurations, um, so boarders can go and see that phenomenon as well. Um, so it's definitely built into not just um, those activities, but also the curriculum as well and parts of geography trips and things like that. Thank you very much, Ms. Parsons. Don't go too far. I might call on you for a few questions a bit later on, but for the moment, thank you very much. I'd now like to invite Cass Sully, one of our current local parents, to join me and tell us a little bit about why she moved her family from East Sussex to Somerset. Hi there, good evening. Uh, yeah, sure, we were looking for a school really for my daughter, my son, going to year seven and year nine. Um, I'd always known about Millfield. I went there myself with my two older brothers. Um, we have so many fond memories of the school, um, which actually have lived with me through my whole life. Um, and I knew it offered a very solid education and lots of multiple opportunities, as we were just talking about the co-curricular there. And I wanted to find a school that could nurture my children's abilities uh, for riding. Uh, my daughter's has an artistic flair as well. Um, and we just knew it was the school. That's great. So you mentioned writing and art. Um, since Isla has been at the prep school, has she found any other interests? Oh, gosh, yeah. One of her big things, uh, we read out the club list to them before they started and she had already circled trampolining and fencing and canoeing and all sorts. Um, obviously, fitting it into the timetable with her other commitments, uh, we've sorted that out, which they've been great with. And her two main ones at the moment, she's really enjoying a tennis and trampolining one of the things she loves is actually she can do those just purely. She'll come home and say it's just fun because she wants to be very competitive with riding. So she feels it balances up where she can just have a giggle with her friends. That's brilliant. And obviously, as a keen rider, we have um, a lovely equestrian centre here. Um, does she have her own pony? Yes, she does. She's lucky enough to have two. Um, she is uh, her main passion lies with dressage, but she also loves some jumping. Uh, Milford have been incredibly accommodating um, with regards to helping us with training and with exercising uh, because it, it is a big commitment to be riding too. Um, they've been incredibly good. We've stayed with them at school and at home. Um, we can drive them in for training, have training there, have external training. The, the flexibility is incredible. Training and competing um, and the support, the ability to ride with her friends is, is one of the big things that she loves. And I think there's a lot of, of current year sevens uh, that are keen riders at the moment. So I, I'm sure there's a big group of them that go down to the stables and look after their ponies when they've got the spare moment. Oh, they love it. Well, I drop them in say, at quarter past seven to ride in the mornings. Um, and I, I sort of think on rainy mornings that they'd be, oh, my gosh, I've got to go. But they turn up and there they are, all their little minions coming out, getting, the, getting their ponies ready. 
and, and they love it, absolutely love it. And the nice thing is that the boarders, um, the two girls boarding houses are right next to the stables and one of the boys' houses is not too far either. So the day um, children get dropped off, as you say, but the boarders just have to fall out of bed and, and many of them can actually see their ponies from their bedroom window, which is, is very special. Um, and I believe your husband wasn't quite so sure about the move. Has his mind been yes. changed since, yes, since the Yes, it's been quite amusing. So I've always had Milford on our radar um, as, as a potential school to move the children to. And it's always been a discussion we've had in our household. Uh, Rob was always uh, very much couldn't believe that Milford could offer uh, what it promises in terms of looking at an individual and offering just a huge variety of activities. Um, however, now I have to say now he's here. He has dropped in Joshua Isla in early morning commitments and sees all the children coming out for all their training. He now understands how they do and also the flexibility of the timetabling. So Isla, for example, in PE, she can she actually does tennis with one of her friends instead. Uh, at the moment, she can miss design technology so she can concentrate on her dressage training. So it's that ability to really flexible the timetable and the child and also make sure the child is keeping up with their work that Rob honestly he can't believe it and now wishes to be honest he'd come to Millfield and he wishes he'd brought the children there earlier so it's been good. Well that, that's nice to hear and, and just finally what, what do you think Millfield um, offers that perhaps other schools don't? I think it is that genuine flexibility of uh, allowing children to explore. Um, I think coming personally from the southeast I felt a lot of the schools are very elitist whereas Millfield is very much just give things a go and I think for both my children, they have absolutely flourished and have the confidence now to say, I'll give that a go, which I think has just been fantastic. Well, Cass, thank you very much for giving us an insight into, you, into your experiences. Um, again, don't go too far in case I call on you a bit later, but thank you for the moment. So I would now like to invite James um, Earl to join me. So James, you have three children, two girls in the prep school and a Hi. son at the senior Hi. school. So I guess it's a bit of a, a logistical challenge sometimes with different collection times and finishing times for the children that have different activities. Um, has it been useful having wraparound care for drop-offs and collection? Uh, it, it has absolutely been fantastic because um, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, dropping three kids off at two different schools with very different programmes can mean that um, you end up uh, with uh, deals that are harder to do than some of the ones I do in my day job as a lawyer. Um, but one thing that's great about both both of the campuses is that um, you, you know that if you can't make it work, the, the staff help to do that, uh, to, to, to sort of uh, put, put children into prep, to, to, to go to boarding houses for an hour or two so that our lives are a lot easier. Um, and I think you mentioned flexi-boarding as well uh, just earlier. Uh, that's something that which we, we've used for, for a number of years and, and that is so convenient sometimes. I work um, internationally um and in london so i'm not around a lot and my wife uh, is around but um you know sometimes we have to be away and having that ability to to drop the kids into a boarding school a boarding house for a night is is fabulous and they think it's a treat they think as if it's as if they've been given a, a sort of a, a special treat for doing something well it, it's it's a wonderful thing and it's not something that i've seen at too many other boarding schools i went to a big boarding school in australia and that certainly wasn't something that ever happened so it makes a huge difference to our lives and I think you're absolutely right. The flexi and sort of occasional options are, are really good that you, you don't get that in a day school. 
Um, but it is one of the benefits of being a day pupil in a boarding school that we have that 24 hour seven uh, cover. Um, and it is very helpful, as you say, for the work commitments or, or just a nice weekend away. So you, you mentioned working away. Um, what kind of travel links um, do you have to get in and out of London or, in fact, internationally? So um, uh, we have, as most people know, there's, a, there's an international airport at Bristol. Um, when we moved to Somerset uh, about 15 years ago, I won't lie, it didn't, didn't go too, too many places. I believe I do a bit of work with a company that owns that airport these days, and I think they're, they're shifting something like 13 million people a year now. Um, it's no longer just a holiday airport either. I've flown to New York from there. Uh, I go to Europe a lot. I work a lot in the sports industry across uh, Europe, Spain, Italy, places like that. Um, it's incredibly easy. And then when I'm not doing that, I, I'm in London every single week. And, you know, um, the train service uh, has, has recently become extremely good because they've replaced all the rolling stock. So believe it or not, um, whilst everybody uh, loves to whinge about the trains in this country, um, they're very efficient, which means that, um, you know, they're far more reliable. Um, and I would urge anyone who's thinking about coming to have a look at Millfield to just, as a small example of why it really is living in the country, um, get the train to Castle Kerry. I think it's one of the best ways to start, but also end your working week, to, to get on at Paddington, which is a bustling, huge train station, and then end up at Castle Kerry, where usually you can either smell cow manure or hear a sheep barring in the background, and you think, this is why I live here, and that's why I like sending my, my children to here, because I'm from the country, and uh, I, I know what it gives you. And obviously you have three children, I'm sure they all like different things and, and they are quite different. Um, when you moved to Millfield, did you, did you find that there was something for each one of them? Uh, absolutely. Um, I've known the school for a long time. I um, was a GAP student at another school in, in England uh, many, many years ago. Um, and I would just echo one of the comments that was made earlier that there is a slight misperception, I think, about Millfield as, a, as an institution, that it is all about, you know, being amazing at sport and if you're not then it's not the school for you I, I think nothing could be further from the truth I think it, you know none of my children are sort of you know hugely uh, academic uh, and none of them are necessarily the best in the class at anything in particular but th that has not at any stage put itself going to Milford I think quite the reverse I like the the motto that whatever it is you're good at they will find it and help you become better at it whether or not you become the best at it that's another thing but um, I would say they, you know, if you talk about having an enriched experience and a good, healthy, balanced life, that's, that's what our kids get. And um, that's what I was after. I was, you know, hoping just to come out with better people who have a better shot uh, in the world, whatever they're doing. And I think that's what we wanted and that's what we're getting. That's great. Well, thank you very much for now, James. Again, don't go too far in case we have some more questions for you a bit later on. I would now like to invite Claudia Bisley to join me. Hi there. Hi. Thank you, Claudia. Um, equally, you have um, three children. Two are currently in the senior school now, having been through prep, and you have a daughter joining us in September. Um, one thing that we often get asked is about the transition from prep to senior school. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how your boys coped with moving from year eight to year nine? It was handled incredibly well, I think, by the school. Um, it's not a big shock to them because they all, during the prep years, visit the senior campus um, for various activities whether it's to support a, a team that's playing that's um, I, my boys are boarders so they would sometimes go and watch a team that's playing at the senior school or they get to play themselves on the senior pitches um, and I think it becomes very familiar before they have to make that move 
So it was a it was a very smooth transition actually, and they're so excited. By the time they've got to year eight, they are ready. They're bursting at the seams and ready to go. And we're very lucky that the majority of our children do move up. We have about ninety six percent of our year eight pupils that move up to the senior school. Obviously, you don't have to. You've been at the prep school since age two, um, but the majority of children move up. So they're moving up with um, a friendship group and it's nice for them to move up with their friends and not find it. I think that helps the integration as well. So we always recommend if you can to have a, a year or two at the prep school before heading up to the senior school. Um, and you're based in London at the moment. How do the children get to and from the prep school at exeats or half terms? Um, a mixture of us dropping them back to school, uh, sometimes picking them up, coinciding with teacher meetings, or there's a very efficient coach service um, that the school runs. So they are deposited onto the coach with their luggage, signed in, managed by members of staff and dropped off at various points um, along the way. Ours come to Bayswater, where we meet them at, well, they did, um, where we met them at the other end. And so it's idiot proof <laughs> and boy proof for mine that they were very safely handed over. Um, now in the senior school, they're feeling a bit more grown up and a bit more independent and like to get the train from Castle Carey, as James was saying, most efficient. So school are brilliant at organising taxis and train tickets. So again, they don't get lost, which is a big relief, <laughs> even at 15. <laughs> good, good to know that there's different options as they get older and become more independent. Um, and we often get asked by prospective parents about the communication between home and school, especially for boarding parents that can't just pop in. Can you give us a little bit um, of insight into how the school communicates with you? Um, as a parent of boarders, it's very much the house parents that are the first point of call. They're amazing. They have been, um, our boys were quite little, Duke was just 10, and it was a big, big thing as parents to uh, send them so far away. It felt like such a far, uh, such a big distance, and they both went at the same time. Um, but they were unbelievable. The house parents were there, every email, every phone call responded immediately. And they're such an amazing support. Um, and the houses are nice and small. It feels very much like a family unit, even when they're very little. They're so well looked after. Better than at home, I think. <laughs> and I, I hope that you regularly, when you were in the prep school, read our, our weekly newsletter that we send out on a Thursday to, to see what they've been up to during yeah. the week as well. They're so lovely and they're full of photographs. And I think when you're not getting to see them, each boarding house has a Twitter account as well. So they, they're constantly, every day, pretty much posting um, pictures of whatever activity they've done after school, whether they've just been out playing, I don't know, whether they've been skateboarding down the hill on their tummies or wh whatever inventive game that they all seem to sort of every day make up something different. Um, that's the bonus of having a one constant sleepover is how they describe it. <laughs> that's great. And in terms of, of your boys contacting you themselves in the evenings, do they have the opportunity to do that? They might not do it, but do they have the opportunity to contact you every day? There is the opportunity. They don't take it very often. <laughs> um, we can go for days without hearing from them. Uh, but they do. Um, the big bonus for me is not having to manage the devices. Uh, so they obviously have those in um, 
every day, every night, and they have an hour where they can have their devices. So they can call home and sometimes they choose to, sometimes they don't. Normally to ask for something is when I hear from them. Well, maybe you'll see a bit of a difference when your daughter joins joins the prep school. You might get more phone calls from her. Um, that's fantastic just now, Claudia. Again, don't go too far in case we call upon you a bit later on. So I'm now going to ask Mrs. Hazel to join me. Um, before I ask her to say a little bit about pastoral, um, we have a question come in that I'd like you to answer first off, if that's okay. Um, what sort of activities do the boarders do at the weekends? Oh, wow. That's um, quite varied, really. Um, we might walk up the tour. We might go and see the sunrise, which is pretty spectacular across the levels. And to go en masse is kind of a rite of passage for a, for a boarding house. We might go mountain biking. We might do cooking. Um, you know, when things open up, we'll go to the cinema. We'll go bowling, paintballing, maybe. Uh, we might pop down to the coast, to Lyme Regis, and um, spend a day on the beach. We might go to Western, again, go outside. We might go for a big hill walk. Um, it is varied and vast, and that's without all the people. We could have um, quad bikes come in. We might have um, segways come in. We might have pool inflatables. I'm really not making it up. That is kind of <laughs> our weekends. It is exhausting, but um, we get outside, whatever the weather and try and make the most of our environment, really. That's, that's really good to hear. Um, we know at Millfield that we have been a little bit spoiled in the recent lockdowns with all our outside space, all our activities. But could you maybe just tell us generally what do you think the benefits are of being at school in the countryside? Absolutely. Um, I do have the privilege of working here and I love being in the southwest. Um, whenever I get on that train from Castle Kerry to go up to London, I am thanking my lucky stars when I come back. Um, being able to see the children out playing in acres and um, you know having free range children, not hemmed in by the security walls or the gates or just physical restrictions of buildings being around you is just wonderful to see them playing in the mud and the sticks at break times, um, you know, playing with the pine cones. Um, we get a lot of vitamin D. We know wildlife, we respect. Our children are, you know, budding environmentalists. We are a green flag school that Miss Parsons mentioned before. Um, they're very interested in the environment. They're very concerned about it. And even when we're at night in boarding houses, we can turn off the lights and we can see the stars, which are just hugely beneficial. The mental health aspects that we have really, really benefited from our children here over this pandemic and lockdown, we're seeing our children still quite resilient. They're still able to exercise. Um, they're in good shape mentally. We've been really spoiled, and we know that, and we, we aren't sort of too arrogant to think about that. We've been incredibly lucky. Um, but I think it's also given our children some resilience, you know, some toolkits. They know that they need to get out and walk their dog or pat the pony or just go for a walk around the area, get outside and exercise. So they have the value of being outside and just thinking and having some space, maybe just to sit and watch the campfire in the forest school or just to watch the moorhens and the ducks poodle around and feed them some of their biscuits that they sneak out of the dining hall at break time. They think we don't know, but we do know. And they go and feed them by the pond and get all quite excited. So um, the children can be children and we're very, very grateful for that. And, and we do find that a few parents that have maybe never lived in the country before 
get a little bit anxious about things like hospital, medical cover, if their child got ill. Can you tell us a little bit about the sort of medical provision at school, but also in the local area? Um, we are very well resourced, actually. We're um, phenomenally lucky. We've got four amazing nurses and a doctor which comes into school. Um, and that's staffed here sort of um, six days a week. Um, the senior school is a 24 seven uh, medical center, um, about eight minutes drive down the road. We've got um, an accident and emergency um, little cottage hospital. And then we are very close links with Yeovil um, and Musgrove Hospital in Taunton. And also we've got Bristol Hospital. So you know, when our children inevitably break an arm or something like that, we've got the fracture clinics, we've got the follow-ups, and we've got some phenomenal um, specialised hospitals around by us. And that's also promoted with physios on site. Um, we've got access to um, opticians, orthodontists. So we've got a really good network around us. We, we are in the country, but we're not in the sticks. Um, we've got great road um, and rail networks and we can get accessible. So please don't worry, they are very safe here. Thank you very much, Mrs Hazel. Well, we, we seem to have answered all the questions this evening, which is fantastic. So I would now just like to thank everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the benefits of being at school in the countryside. I would like to take the opportunity to thank the panel for joining me this evening, Mrs Hazel, Miss Parsons, and especially our three uh, current parents who have given up their time this evening to pass on their experiences to you. So please do not hesitate to contact myself or my colleagues in the admissions team should you have any questions or would like to visit. And that just leaves us all to say good evening and thank you for watching. Bye.